All right. Hello and welcome to Morning Energy Live. I'm your host, Andrew Gillick. And today, I have the pleasure of sitting down with Kelsey Pegler, CEO of FlexGen, one of the world's leading battery storage companies. For FlexGen, he led a number of solar-related software and manufacturing businesses, all of which have been acquired by some company that we know. Uh, basically, Kelsey's had a career focused on building and accelerating companies in the renewable space. Seems like you've done a pretty good job. Kelsey, welcome to the show. Thanks for having right. me, Andrew. Good to be here. Yeah, my pleasure. All right, so now, before we uh, we hear about the plan you crafted in your early 20s to one day be the battery storage titan you are today, uh, I'd like <laughs> to ask you a few questions uh, so our audience gets to know you a little bit better. Does that work? Great. All right, qu question number one. Uh, what was the first concert you ever went to? The first concert I went to, uh, Steve Miller Band. I, I was young. Ooh. Uh, probably in sixth or seventh grade. Uh, and I, I did not enjoy it much. I, and I've come to learn of myself. And this is, uh, I, I guess, not, not that exciting, but I'm not really a music person. I've, I've come to figure out that uh, I don't like music that much. I know that's a weird characteristic to have, but I've, I've gotten comfortable in just owning it. Uh, I've been to a handful of concerts. Uh, it's not my favorite thing. And uh, it, I guess it is what it is. I guess you prefer, like, building and selling companies to music maybe that's <laughs> I, I, I don't know you like things you you like some things more than others music is never uh or maybe i just haven't found the right music yet fair enough fair enough all right next question beach or mountains so it's funny i would say uh for the majority of my life i would have said beach um my family and i have have moved to florida so we live in south florida now uh so we enjoy living there but uh we now our our go-to move is to find a way to get to the mountains uh who Fair knew enough. that moving to florida would make your 11 8 and 5 year old kids only ask to ever go skiing so it's a interesting <laughs> life we're in i i'd say all right um next question have you been to more countries or states to a handful of countries, but I've been to a, a the majority, vast majority, almost all of the states. So that's the state. Oh, that sounds like a summer road trip to finish those up. The kids might uh, like Alaska or something. I don't I, know I, what you're missing. We're all in. I got to talk my wife into it. She's uh, I enjoy the road trip more than she does. I think. Pick out pick out a nice RV. You know, a little space. You'll be all set. All right. What what is your favorite color of hydrogen? Um, well, I, I guess I've, I've been on the green side of hydrogen for my career, but uh, in in this role in, in battery storage, we like all the colors. Um, I guess yeah. as we talk about batteries, we'll, we'll talk about the fact that the battery doesn't really care where it's getting its power from. So I, I, I like green better than black, but nevertheless, uh, we're, we're open-minded to all the colors of, of hydrogen. Equal opportunity. I like it. All right. Last question. Most important. What is the best sandwich? Uh, <clears throat> Got to go with a pork roll, pork roll and cheese sandwich uh, from uh, uh, my roots from New Jersey. You can't get them everywhere. 
Ooh. You also can't eat them every day, but uh, no. I'm good for <laughs> two, three times a year. A, a good pork roll and cheese is, is a good. Taylor uh, Ham? That, is Taylor Ham get involved in that? Well, th- you you would just be pretty much describing where you're from in New Jersey by calling it Taylor Ham or, or pork roll. I, I'm a pork roll Got guy. It. I think Understood. it's the same. Understood. I think it's the same product, just by said by a different name. <laughs> Understood. Thank you for the uh, cultural culinary lesson there. That's good stuff uh, for all our all our listeners. Okay, um, that was great. Thank you very much. So, um, I'm I'm sure that the the intro I did didn't really do your background justice. So maybe you could give the listeners some insights as sort of how you found yourself. I guess like first in the renewable space, and then how you found your way to battery storage. Sure. No, I think your intro was probably gracious, but better than my career actually was. But no, I've I've spent uh, what I like to think was the first half of my career uh, on the solar side of the grid transition. Um, I found and founded and led a a solar sales and installation company, uh, which was really positive experience. We uh, were active in about seven states. We were top 10 national market share and uh, NRG Energy had acquired that business uh, back in 2014. Uh, but really proud of the work that we did in, in those early years of, of solar uh, adoption. Uh, I, I, after I worked for NRG for some years post-acquisition, uh, I joined the board of a Canadian software as a service company in the solar side, uh, Softdesk. Uh, we had a, a really interesting company where we provided uh, software as a service to the solar space, making it easier for companies to make proposals and, and provide uh, quotes uh, for customers. We expanded that uh, into um, some residential storage and home improvement uh, lending capabilities. Uh, that business was uh, sold to Enphase Energy in 2021. Uh, and that really, um, from a timing perspective, meshed well with uh, this opportunity I have to lead FlexGen. Uh, so that, that's been the most recent path to get here. Got it. Um, sounds fun. Uh, <laughs> a little, little bit of an adventure there. Um, so as, as we think about sort of battery storage and FlexGen, maybe we could step back a little bit. So we, we know that battery storage and, and the solar sector are are connected, but you know, why would you choose batteries after you know the success that you had in in solar? Solar was interesting, and it, it's funny when I think about my career so far. Um, all I've ever been a part of doing is is helping people buy things that they don't inherently know how to buy themselves. Uh, so when I looked at that, and I have a real affinity. For, for the solar side of the grid transition. It's it's become very competitive and some aspects I think have commoditized over time. Um, so when I looked at what I, what I wanted to do next, uh, I came to the realization I wanted to do three things. I wanted to do something cool. I wanted to do something good and I wanted to have a huge impact. And I know that sounds like romanticized, but I've been fortunate in my career. So you can kind of write on a piece of paper the, the couple things you want to do and, and and that was it and when the opportunity to lead flexgen uh came across my desk it, it was really interesting because certainly no one knows how inherently to buy 
a battery storage system. So it, it fit what, what I think uh, my skill set ha has proven. Um, it certainly pretty cool. Um, it's uh, definitely good and it's making a huge impact. So uh, I, I'm, I'm really uh, glad to be a part of this. We have an incredible company with amazing, smart, passionate people. Uh, and the, the difference we're making in making the grid more resi more resilient, more reliable, and ultimately more intelligent is is really happening, and and it's happening quicker than uh, a lot of people imagine. Um, well, I like to think that I work for a cool company too, but uh, tell us more. Tell us and, and and good, and maybe having an impact. You know, I, I think you had a better strategy going into it though. Uh, tell us tell us more though about flexion, maybe. It, you know, I, when we when we spoke earlier, you told me there were two parts to it, um, two parts of the business, and so maybe give listeners a, a better understanding of what FlexGen actually does in terms of helping people build battery storage. Yeah, so FlexGen's been at battery storage for a long time. We, we've we've been at this for 13 years, and for a decade of that, we were ahead of the really the demand for battery storage. So for the first decade, I think FlexGen has been doing, frankly, anything anyone would pay for, but it resulted in a lot okay. of in the field science projects. We did military microgrids, hybridized oil and gas fields, uh, but all the while we controlled the battery storage systems with an energy management system. So telling the batteries when to charge and when to discharge. Uh, and in the last three years, the market has really caught up to the capabilities that we have. Uh, FlexGen does two things. Uh, we turn batteries on and we keep batteries on. Uh, we do not manufacture any hardware. So that's a differentiator versus a lot of the companies people like, like to consider uh, as competitors. Um, we're a services and technologies company. So um, on turning batteries on, uh, we have engineering services, procurement services, and commissioning services. So uh, the engineering services help uh, us match our customers' use cases to the world of products available to them. Our procurement services uh, aim and, and work to help our customers uh, buy the batteries, buy the inverters, balance of system materials, uh, much of which is, is internationally procured for now. Uh, and, and finally, commissioning services, which is really one of the two uh, core competencies of our business. The, the commissioning services entail bringing all of the hardware together, um, making it work, and ultimately turning on the batteries. Uh, we're really good at that. Uh, we've made some really interesting advancements, bringing what used to happen out in the field uh, into an innovation lab in, in Durham, North Carolina, where we like to say we, we've taken commissioning from hard hats and, and work boots and turned it into t-shirts and sneakers, um, doing it in a lab environment. Um, and, and the results have, have, have proven themselves there. On the keeping the batteries on um, side of the business, that's where hybrid OS, which is our energy management system, becomes the operating system for the battery storage asset. At its core, uh, all the batteries can do is be charged and be discharged. But as a result from those two things, you have access to a whole slew of revenue generating opportunities. So, uh, time use arbitrage, ancillary services, peak shaving, load shifting, uh, all happen as a result uh, of hybrid OS. And uh, we're really pleased with the market positioning uh, of our technology. 
Nice. So turn them on, keep them on. That's that's what we need here. Um, and and so you mentioned a little bit about the the history of FlexGen, where you know it turned out it was kind of ahead of the ahead of the market. Uh, a lot of science projects. Um, so as as you think about the old battery projects versus today's battery projects versus the future of, of battery projects, give us give us an insight into sort of maybe where we are today and and where we're going uh, with with batteries. Yeah, well, specifically to the U.S. market, we've seen yeah. uh, size and scale just really ratchet up, especially come after the announcement of the Inflation Reduction Act. So um, in yesteryears, you, you would see a customer do a project with a consideration for a follow-on project. Uh, the last group of projects in 23, most of the, the, the projects were a portfolio of about three sites at a time. Uh, and now you're seeing uh, the projects that are being planned and procured for right now, uh, five to seven sites uh, at a time. So you're seeing the single site size increase and you're seeing the portfolio uh, of projects increase for customers. So there's there's a real proliferation of, of battery storage. And, and what do you think happens five years from now, 10 years from now, where, how do you see the market growing? Uh, I, we, we can keep in the U.S. Yeah, well, the U.S. and globally, I think um, no matter which prognosticator you look towards, uh, the, the market is, is gigantic. Um, I think we've gotten better at assessing the pace of adoption, but I think we're chronically poor at uh, well, we we constantly underestimate how quickly uh, these these new technology adoptions take place, but um, I, I don't think there's much room to debate that that battery storage is, is growing um, fantastically over the next decade. Uh, th there's there's some stat uh, that I hope I remember correctly, but I think 2023 at least in the U.S. market installed more battery storage than had been done in all the years previous. And uh, we could have some other years like that uh, in the near future. Just cum cumulatively adding and adding. Oh, that makes sense. All right, so you mentioned new technologies. Um, and so, and, and despite underestimating, you know, performance and, and whatnot might come, but tell us, tell us a little bit what you're seeing as, as, you, as you think about sourcing all sorts of different battery types and technologies and whatnot. I think there's a lot of talk about, you know, longer duration storage and and, and different um, metals. I, I don't I don't know all of them. Maybe maybe you could give some insights into, you know, what's most used today and what are, what are the expectations for the future and driving efficiencies and, and capacity and stuff. Yeah. So uh, the the battery storage market today is almost entirely lithium ion based batteries. Right. We're seeing some incremental chemistry progressions where lithium ion and some of the the materials used around it are, are being updated and enhanced. Um, but as as you said, there's a lot of really intriguing manufacturing endeavors. You know, you have long duration batteries that are starting to prove out their thesis in the lab. Uh, we're 
cautiously optimistic that we can get some of those really proven commercially out in the field. Uh, those are two different uh, tasks, but uh, we're, we're going to get there. I, I don't I don't think it's a if we get a long duration battery. I think it's a when we get a long duration battery. Uh, I don't know that we get a hundred year battery uh, immediately. Maybe uh, I'm sorry, a hundred hour battery. Uh, Twenty-hour battery. Year. Uh, that's hundred year battery. That sounds. Hundred year would be a, kind that, of exciting. I don't know. I don't know what that yeah. means. <laughs> I know. Hundred uh, hour. Hundred hour, um, hour battery. Hundred hour battery. But we're 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 uniquely positioned. We're rooting for everyone um, because we don't manufacture hardware. Uh, we're an enabler in the space, so uh, we're really committed, and we obsess over making everybody's uh, products work really well. And so uh, we have an innovation lab, as I mentioned, in, in Durham, North Carolina. We're constantly cycling uh, new products uh, through testing uh, new hardware, new batteries. Uh, and that's been a, a, a real value add because so much of the battery storage industry is intangible. Uh, I lead a battery storage company and it feels intangible at times. You know, you can go out to the sites, you can see the products, but it, to, to really uh, have that lab setting where we have uh, the real products working together and we can use this battery with that inverter and we can simulate its performance uh, has been valuable to us in helping us keep our advantages on our commissioning uh, timelines and expertise. Uh, but it's also been um, really valuable for customers, many of which are first time participants that come to, to the lab. It's the first time they can see, touch and feel uh, the products that they're making major investments into. And I, I think it's worth mentioning just how early we are. You know, you look at, I think Texas is the most attached market in the U.S. in terms of, of battery storage um, like in attachment. And yeah, ERCOT specifically. Yeah. And if you if you look at, you know, how far along we are, um, there's 5% commissioned projects versus 95% uh, projects in some type of approval queue, permits, interconnection, you know, waiting for approval. Uh, the rest of the U.S. market has no more than 2% uh, attachment, where, you know, 2% of commission projects and 98% in, in approval queues. So we're very early here. Uh, we have uh, young battery storage systems out in the market. And as you th see things start to come down, like uh, system augmentation and we're getting really good at, at data analytics and being able to run system performance versus how it should be performed, how actual performance is uh, versus what it should be doing. So uh, we're at a really interesting time in battery storage. Um, you mentioned your innovation lab, uh, which sounds pretty cool. Are there any technologies or products that you're kind of testing and working with that you think are the most promising next uh thing next it thing um that that we'll see in the marketplace if lithium ion batteries is you know the majority today what what's creeping in yeah so um i know your question is centered around hardware but i'm going to answer it um what we're see we're as i mentioned earlier really focused on well we're rooting for everyone's hardware and there's some there are some cool innovations occurring uh but what we spend our time and effort on is making it work well with technology 
And okay. one of the newer capabilities, so our energy management system, Hybrid OS, do, does a really good job getting the batteries to charge and discharge every time you want them to. And, and our customers are able to um, access all of the value creation that they're aiming to do as a result of that. But as these um, battery storage assets are used, so Andrew, here's what happens. A customer runs a pro forma that sounds something like, I'm gonna buy this battery storage asset and I'm gonna cycle it once or twice a day, every day for 20 years. And they do exactly that until they run into some type of dynamic event, whether it's a <clears throat> weather event like a Texas freeze over or yeah. a forest fire in California or, or some you know, unpredicted uh, event. And when that event happens, you immediately deviate from your plan of once or twice a day. And, and in many cases, you're, you're now proverbially redlining your system like in the Texas freeze over for, for three days, 72 hours of uh, cycling it as, as much as you can. And so uh, it becomes important to understand like, what did you do? What, what happened as a result of redlining your system for those three days? Uh, did you take a 20 year battery and turn it into an 18 year battery? Did you take a 20 year battery and turn it into a 16 year battery or a 19 year battery? So we have some smart people with, with some pretty strong hypothesis on what that looks like. But we're running the analytics now and the data is building on itself to say exactly what that type of event did, which, which is great to be able to know uh, in real time and understand retrospectively what happened. But now uh, we're getting to a smarter place in the market where we understand your pro forma is not exactly once or twice a day for 20 years. It's that 95% of the time. But you're going to run into one event every year or one event every 18 months where you use the system much differently. And how can we assess what that'll look like? How can we assess you know, the right sizings of the system, um, when to augment the system or add more batteries to the system? Is that year four or year five or year six? Um, it, it becomes helpful to the OEMs who are making the products, making the inverters, making the batteries, and what type of performance looks like. You know, <clears throat> there's there's an analogy here within about you know you, let's let's say you drive a gas powered car, and you know you get to a quarter of a tank of you gas. You say that with disdain. Inherently. You say that with disdain that somebody would drive a gas powered car. I think. I mean, I, there are a lot of people I, who still like that. gas cars. <laughs> I know. Sorry. I know they. I know they do. And and I, I'm 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 teaching to 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 my host here. I'm guessing you drive a gas powered car. You'll tell me after I this. I do. It's true. Um, Go ahead. And tell so, me about this. Yes. So, so you get to a quarter of a tank of gas, and you mentally yeah. say to yourself, "I better. I, I better. I better fill this gas tank up. You know, yeah. today, tomorrow. You, you don't have much time left." Or you drive an electric vehicle and it tells you you have 87 miles left of range. But the electric vehicle doesn't know if you're gonna you know, punch it for the next 10 minutes and drive it like a race car, or, or if you're right. gonna take it very easy. You might have 92 miles left or you might have 65 miles left. It doesn't know what the weather is outside. It doesn't know any of that, but it's giving you that approximation. So you take that same theme and you multiply it times a thousand and, and now you're beginning to see what a battery storage system could look like. You know, do you uh, have 12% of power left or do you have 15% of power left or do you have 8% of power left? Um, that matters. It, it matters each and every time you run an activity, but over the life of that system, 
those types of optimizations can really make the difference. Earlier, you said something about how everybody has a plan. You made me think of uh, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face, right? Like Mike Tyson <laughs> said, and, and it sounds like that's yeah. what those cold snaps are. And and or the in the car example, um, you know, if you're driving fast or it's cold out or or whatever the the case may be. How and so yeah, I guess understanding that uh, optimization uh, part of it uh, is, is key. And I never even I, I didn't think of that. It's like you build it you build the facility and then six years you're like, Oh, maybe I need to replace a couple of batteries or augment it one way or another. Um, I guess there's a lot more to it than, uh, than I thought of before. Okay. Um, so, uh, outside of flex gen, of course, what's the best way to make money in the battery storage game? It depends who you are. Um, I think that what, has proven true is there's some predictable ways to make money. You know, there's uh, inexpensive surplus power in the morning in much of the country, and there is uh, expensive and and not enough power uh, in the late afternoon. Um, charging your batteries with the inexpensive morning power and discharging it in, in the expensive afternoon is a very predictable way to do time use arbitrage. Um, high, low, sell high. There, there's it. some... That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, there's some more sophisticated endeavors of ancillary services and things like fast frequency regulation, where um, some of the ISOs across the country really need that for grid stabilization. So um, being able to kind of choreograph a mix of, of those capabilities ends up being really valuable. Um, look, there's some really sophisticated uh, trading strategies across the market uh, we don't do trading we enable it so uh, we're happy for our customers to do things but we, we have uh, customers in some markets where uh, they're they're pushing their systems uh, hard and fast to to take advantage of the opportunities that exist um, but there's other use cases like some big regulated utilities that that have you know in one case uh, a, a lot of uh, utility scale solar which has a, a fair amount of intermittency, right? Sun doesn't always shine. Um, and because there's so much utility scale solar, it, it wreaked a little bit of havoc uh, for the grid. So offsetting that intermittency with, with battery storage has been a good solution um, for a little more resiliency. Got it. Lots, lots of ways, lots of ways to play the, the battery storage market for sure. All right. So we have a few minutes left here. There are some softer questions. I want not softball to be clear, but softer questions I want to ask. And, um, you know, you, you've had success in, in what we can call the, the new energy economy. And, and I think for a lot of people in today's fast paced energy tech world, it's sometimes hard to know which way's up, you know, you have the IRA and you have these subsidies and there's, there's so much going on. So, you know, as, as you think about your career, like who are, who are some of your mentors along the way? Uh, you know, what did, what did they do for you? And, and what advice do you have for, for folks uh, looking for a career in energy today? You know, when I was younger, um, I, I guess I had the audacity a few times to reach out to people that I thought were really interesting. Um, and I was always shocked how often I would get a response and how quickly I would get a response, um, re reaching out to, you know, companies that I thought were great. And I, I guess 
the audacity I had was to always reach out to the CEO and ask a question or for some advice. And I've had uh, a lot of people be very generous uh, with me. Uh, the person that comes to mind uh, uh, to, to your question, though, is David Crane. I learned a ton from David. He was the CEO of NRG when they acquired my, my solar business. Um, and uh, David had a really great view. Uh, and, and I'd like to think that that my mindset has grown uh, from the the advice and observations I've made of how he looked at things. But I always had this approach of just uh, starting from zero and getting off of zero. So I, I would always just think about getting that next one and then getting two to happen after one and then three and right. so on and so on. Uh, and when I got to work with David, I got to understand he, he started on the opposite side of that continuum. He, he started with, you know, well, there's 20 million homes and how can we look at the big picture and, and solve backwards? And in, in some ways, um, I'm, I'm glad that I've had my experience set of, of starting at the bottom and, and really building something from scratch, but it's helped me see uh, that considering the big picture from the start can be really advantageous. And I don't think without that experience and, and guidance and thought partnership that David's been so um, gracious in, in giving me, um, I, I would have seen the opportunity of battery storage for what I have, you know, we're really early. It, it feels yeah. like uh, battery storage is in a very similar place right now that uh, solar power was, you know, 10 or 15 years ago. And sure. um, having an approach to see, like start with the big picture and understand what's necessary. Uh, it became exceedingly obvious because of that at how valuable uh, battery storage would be. And uh, I have David to thank for that. So, Call the CEO and think big, rather than small. Is the yeah is the call. yeah yeah we we have a great we have a great internship program at NRG uh, uh, sorry NRG at FlexGen. Um, thinking back to David. Yeah. Um, yeah. So at, we we had twenty five hundred applicants last year uh, for I think it was twenty five uh, positions, and I, it's it's like it's humbling the the talent that come to self selects into. Uh, interning at FlexGen, we're really proud of how many of the interns end up becoming uh, our full-time colleagues. But uh, one of the the most uh, enjoyable parts is interacting with them at the beginning and at the end and, uh, of of the program. And the the they always ask you advice, right? You're you're sitting with the CEO yeah, of the company, of like, what's your advice? Yeah. And and, and I and I I told them how sh how um, how shocking it is how few people actually reach out to to you in the position that you're yeah. in and uh it, it i it came to the realization that like not everybody has the audacity to do that but i i, I do think uh people uh, underestimate uh, the availability of of a lot of people and um you know you, you, you're not going to bug them for for something you know little but look the people are accessible and uh if you, if you have the right types of considerations you might as well reach out I love it. I love it. That's great. I, I appreciate that advice as well. Um, well, look, Kelsey, this has been an awesome conversation. I really appreciate you joining uh, here on the on the show today. Um, so thank you very much. Um, for everyone else, thank you for uh, thank you for tuning in. And uh, for next time, join me when my guest will be Ben Wilson from AWS, talk about how Gen 
<clears throat> Gen AI is impacting the energy space today and in the future. Um, thanks, everyone. Have a good day.